When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dr. D here, popping in just to tell you about our friendly neighborhood painting gallery. The painting gallery with no name is a friendly painting competition to encourage accountability to your pile of shame. At the end of the season, praise and prizes will be given out as a reward. At the end of the season, the Discord will vote on two winners. These winners will get a prize, and then we'll raffle out additional prizes to the remaining participants. At season end, we'll announce the winners on the show and celebrate one of the best parts of the hobby. This season's theme is a character with flight. MCP, 3D printed, or a Marvel board game, they'll all count as long as they follow that theme. Remember, take a picture of your unpainted or lightly painted model. Then paint the heck out of it. Take four photos of the freshly completed masterpiece and send us all five photos at furypainting at gmail.com by February 6th to submit your entry. Make sure your five pictures have your name on the file so we know where to send the prizes. Good luck and have fun. I speak for everyone when I say we are excited to see what you managed to paint. As of right now, we are at war. You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast devoted to the discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co-host and good friend Chris Bruffett. Chris, we are in a new year. How does it feel? Finally, right? That's right. uh, it feels it feels really good. As usual, Jesse, we have both had very, very busy holiday seasons. Yep. I feel like this is every first episode of the year is guys. I'm so sorry. We've been slow in December. We've been it's been so crazy. It just I mean, I was getting I was getting ribbed in the discord about this uh, earlier this week. It's just, you know, I have had to move again. It's like I've I've moved for every episode of the podcast now. It feels like, and every season, yeah, I know. Moves. I'm I'm always moving, and it's you know the, they were ribbing me in the Discord. <laughs> it just feels good to be back in the saddle. It feels good to be in the new house. It feels good to have my internet, my power, my water. Mm-hmm. No pipes are busted. My computer right. is set up 
all of my comics are on the ground because all of my comic storage got destroyed by water. But life is good. The new place is great. I'm finally going to be able to host MCP nights here in my own home. I'm looking forward to 2023 and MCP. I think it's going to be the best year to date. That's right. Not only for the game, but the popularity of the game and for content creation and for podcasters. And I think you're going to see a lot more crossover content than you already do see in MCP. And I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I just think I think we're on the precipice of the game becoming what it's going to be for the next few years. Uh, I feel like we've been in exponential yes. growth stage and we're it's about kind of settling to in. hit. Yeah. We're about to hit where we're going to be. And it's it's pretty exciting because I think it's going to be a great place. The new card reveals have been awesome. I know. On top of this new crisis world we live in with all new objectives. Shield and Web Warriors are just going to be <laughs> nuts next year, man. And um, this year. Yes. You're right. This year. Oh, my uh, gosh. As sur- shocking no one, Chris, they're at the top of my to-do list, you know, this year. Well, why do you think I've been working on the foes? It's because I know where you're going to go. Yeah. I got to yeah. be ready. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so. man, it's been great. It's I, I'm excited. I'm super excited. And also, this is one of you and I's favorite episodes to record every year. So yeah, absolutely. Give us a little bit more credit than Chris was giving us. I mean, we were, we were really busy in the month of December, especially in um, guest episodes and other shows. You know, we, we have this motto. We talked about it on the discord this year, but a little peek behind the curtain. If you're not part of the patron discord, I kind of had the idea this year where it's like, man, every podcast slows down in December. What if we stayed the same or we sped up? And we stayed the same with our normal show, and then we sped up with our guest appearances and some bonus content. Well, you did. I I missed my scheduled guest appearance because of this ah. blasted move. Will, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to the suits that I missed that. I'm going to make it up to everybody. But first night in the house, man. First night in the new house. Oh, the gosh. pipe burst. Yep. First night. And then no power. Yes, yeah, so it's been. Well, yeah. And then the power got turned off for the next five days. It's been rough, guys. So we hit it hard in November and December, really hard. And then we just took our one week off, our one break all year, essentially. And am I that? Am I that brainwashed that I feel bad about week. our one, our one scheduled week off? I feel bad about it. We've taken weeks off before, Chris. When crazy things have happened, where both of us were physically unable to speak, uh, which has happened several times in the last over three years of doing the podcast. That's just going to happen. But yeah, this was an, an intentional break while Chris did his move. Got internet, got power. And of course, as Chris said, the holidays are really busy in my family. My family spends a lot of time together on Christmas and New Year's. New Year's is really big in my family. And then, of course, my birthday is immediately after New Year's. So it's just like, bam, bam, bam. And then um, I'm sitting here saying all this. And then it's, I've got, we've got multiple family birthdays coming up the month of January and February. So it's just a crazy time for us. Not only that, but Jesse, we've got we've got a tournament coming up. That's right. We've got some fun things planned and we've got some things that we've been testing out locally with um, small local groups that we're hoping to expand further into this year. Maybe bigger, Chris. And oh, bigger, talk bigger more bigger's going to happen. Dark. We got plans. Uh, definitely tune into After Dark to hear more about that stuff. You're probably not going to hear much more about it on the main feed until a couple weeks after it's happened. Absolutely. But until all that comes to fruition, Chris did mention we are at our beginning of the year show, which is one of our most exciting times here on Fury's Finest, because we have a retrospective of 
the year of 2022 that we just ended. We have a retrospective of the podcast, what happened in MCP and what happened in the MCU in 2022. Kind of just everything that our show encapsulates, but also everything that we try to ourselves Chris and I enjoy throughout the year and hopefully you listeners get to enjoy them alongside us as the year progresses. So this is our looking back for the year. And I think we just got to tend to some business, Chris, before we look at our 2022 retrospective. Fury's Finest is sponsored by Mr. Laser and Discount Games, Inc. Go to MrLaser.com and DiscountGamesInc.com for all your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at Patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoyed the show, consider supporting us with a monthly contribution. We take this time to thank everyone for their support. Let's be clear while we're here, Chris. This is kind of our little NPR segment. We do talk about the Patreon every time. But I don't feel like we describe all the perks and things that we you get when you join the Patreon. And it seems like some of you have been joining lately, which has been an awesome, amazing thing at the beginning of the year, because it seems like some of you have some New Year's resolutions or some things supporting creators, which we highly, highly appreciate and thank you for. But just a quick rundown of what the Patreon gets you. All the tiers get you into the Discord. And so the second you join Patreon and you link your Patreon profile to your Discord profile, you will immediately get added in. In fact, that's the only way you can be added in. There's no special links or anything like that. And you'll immediately get brought into the Discord. And based on your tier, you get more privileges in the Discord. You get fancy colors or emojis by your name in the Discord. But more importantly, our Asgardian patrons and up get access to the After Dark feed. And then, of course, our second tier patrons get access to our notes and some of our behind the scenes stuff and some extra polls and stuff. And then of course the lowest tier, just a shield agent. You're just supporting the podcast. And basically you're paying a small fee every month, a dollar a month to be part of the patron discord all year, which I think is uh, a great thing because you help us support the show, but also more importantly, you're supporting the patron discord and being part of that, which is actually our number one goal of that low tier. And then of course, Chris, we have our Avengers which actively help us pay our bills, pay for our hosting, pay for our microphones, pay for our processing of our episodes and things like that. And help us do things like we want to do this year. Um, Help us pay for some trips to go places and cover more content for you guys and stuff like that. We got plans. We got plans. So the more the Patreon grows this year, the more plans we can do and the more things we can cover on the show. And as we going to cover this year we aggressively pursued after dark this past year though we hadn't hit our goal yet and there's a lot of episodes of that so immediately if you come to asgard and patron it up you have access to all the after dark episodes but also that's going to continue this year with more after dark content and like we said last year we've got stuff planned for that that is not mcp related at all i've already got a new episode that we're going to do in february that chris doesn't even know about yet what nothing to do with mcp at all where it's like get out of here dude if you're joining the after dark you are getting a really cool laser focus on chris and i's discussions things we've been building throughout the year things we're trying chris you've been doing that lately with your spider foes and honestly just our weird off the cuff maybe not thought out enough for the main feed kind of things like I can't just go off on everything my ADHD mm. addled mind comes up with on this podcast. I have to keep it at least a little bit decent so I don't get, don't get absolutely made fun of by everyone. But there's some weird stuff on After Dark, man. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff. I mean, we get pretty personal on this main feed, so you can imagine we obviously go deeper in After Dark and talk about anything and everything that we kind of love and um obviously mcp we get some really good mcp content on there 
frequently thing we've been doing is when Chris finds a new team he wants to pursue, we build a team from the ground up on air with no preparation for Chris. And that's a really fun fun. uh, thing. It's fun. It makes me want to pursue new teams just for those episodes, actually. Oh, that's a good point. I'm not even kidding. I I, I probably shouldn't say, tell that to Jesse. He'll, (laughs) he's a very honorable young man, everyone. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, it's more than just a peek behind the curtain. It's a peek behind our process too of, of making episodes and making lists. So, cause we're just letting the mics roll. We edit less on after dark and all sorts of stuff. So those are all the things you get in our t- in tears. And, um, you know, we cannot do the show with our, without our Avenger producers, which we're about to get to in a minute. And if you also want to hear your name read every single episode, becoming an Avenger is the way to do that. But Chris, we have a new patron of the week to thank this week. That is Mark. Thank you so much, Mark for joining the patron discord. Thank you, Mark. But Chris, there's more. We also have a new Avenger. What? Get out of here. Someone that you and I know personally in our local area. Uh, and here's his cool. I, He's been talking know, about joining the patron discord for the longest time, just saying, I want to get involved in the discord. I want to be part of the community. And I was thinking, oh yeah, he's going to join at some point, some dollar tier, you know, and uh, just join the discord like a lot of people do. Well, this person floored us and just <laughs> went from not a patron to an Avenger producer. Much in the clutch. So, Chris, who is our new Avenger? Big shout out to our newest Avenger, the big dog, Puyan. What's up, man? What's up, Puyan? And probably recognize Puyan's name if you've heard the main Fiend episodes and certainly We've, after Dark. He's, yeah, he's definitely been brought up on the on the pod before. He's an excellent player. And and I, I'm not just saying that because he's paying us. He's actually an excellent MCP player. <laughs> yeah, he puts the heat on us for sure. And he, uh, I mean, no, he beat he straight drums me. Uh, he puts the heat on you. Although I haven't got to play him in a couple months, so I think I think me and the foes might be able to might be able to take him. Very exciting. Well, Calling you out. Well, thank you, Puyan. And of course, we cannot do this show in this previous last year without our Avenger producers. So we got to shout them out now. And this is of course, every episode we got to thank Rusty, Dr. D, Nathan, Brian, Rich, and Jason. Thank you. Avenger team. Now Puyon joins the ranks. Thank you so much, guys. You're all awesome. I cannot wait to meet up with you guys again in 2023, especially the chaotic, good party monster. Jason, what's up? Love Jason. All right, Chris, let's move on to Fury's Finest and MCP and the MCU, our 2022 overview. So, Chris, we're going to do this like we do every time. We're just going to go through the year, what we did on our show. Obviously, we're going to miss stuff because so many things happened, but we are going to talk about every episode we did on the show and the things that happened in the MCP community and our lives and the MCU interdispersed. So starting off the year last year, right around the time of my birthday, not long after New Year's, we covered a very in-depth episode because I remember editing it, <laughs> but it was great. Uh, obviously something I'm still very passionate about. One of my favorite MCU movies. Dude, we it was covered great. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man No Way Home review where we covered the entire film. The best part was, Chris, is we did this after we both seen the film a couple times and let it sit. We didn't want to spoil anything for patrons because, of course, it came out in December. And then we did the episode reviewing this great movie in January, only one year ago. Chris, isn't that insane? That was only one year ago. Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, 2022 was a pretty good year as far as I'm concerned. 
for me personally. Absolutely. And it's I'm, still, it still feels like it was a lifetime ago. Isn't that crazy? It's weird, man. But moving on, Chris, I did a two part series with Omnis, some long episodes on how to build gardens of the galaxy. And more importantly, we were doing how to build gardens of the galaxy different. You know, it was a fun way to approach. And I think it's kind of funny because not terribly long after this in the spring, Guardians started going a different direction. They went less the swarm build and they went kind of more the way Omnis and I were building them, which was kind of start with your affiliated core, maybe your Star Lord, your Rocket, sure. your Groot, and then just add to taste, you know, rather than just go as wide as possible, all Guardians. People really started breaking the mold and um, it certainly was not us. We, it was, we were talking through our process, but it was like, it was fun to do Omnis and I's building episodes with a team I had not played in so long, though it was a team I played aggressively early on. You absolutely did. Uh, before they all were good and now they're good. So <laughs> I can, I, can, I love that Gamora's good. Isn't that awesome? It makes but me Chris, happy. Of course, we continued the year with our Mysterio episode, and this was a fun episode to do. That Okay, so this one actually feels like it wasn't that long ago. For some reason, okay. prepping for the Mysterio episode really st- has, has stuck with me over this last year. I don't know why. It was an episode people like, too. I mean, we those Sinister Six characters, we always people always tend to check those out, which is awesome. Yeah, episode I'm really proud of because Mysterio is not a simple character to cover in lore or strategy. I think he's one of the most interesting characters in this entire game, playstyle wise. He is just so good when conditions are right for him. He just right. you get if you know when to play him, you get so much more value than his three threat that you're paying for him to be on the board. But you have to know when those conditions are. And when they're not, he does take up a... Essentially, he's a useless spot in your tent. So so there is some nuance to playing him. But... You know, no spot's useless. You know, that's the best part. Is, but, yeah. You know what I'm saying. When, when, I know what you mean. When, he's he's, a flex piece. when conditions are not right for him, he is very tough to make work. And... He's much better in this new world, though, with everything squished I to the middle. 100% agree. Love this new world we're living in. Can't wait to get to when we're talking about it. But Jesse, <laughs> we had a very special uh, episode after this one. We did. Yeah. So we covered a local tournament at our local store, Dice Addiction. And uh, so if you want to hear a three round turn report, that's the way to go. And also kind of see where the game was at that point in time, which has been a fun thing to look yeah. at. Now, keeping our Spider Foes series continuing, we immediately jumped into Carnage. That's Cletus Cassidy. Of course, one of our most played episodes chris full time for obvious reasons i think this character we want to learn a lot about i I feel like we did a good job that episode but you know you always wish you could you could go back and and shoot the (laughs) shot over and make it even better right absolutely make that swish even sweeter you're right on the money yeah yeah i mean what's tough about our show chris is something we've talked about time and time again on this very feed and things i've talked about when people have asked about our show and other feeds is our goal is always to make our non-fixed point in time episodes, so our episodes that are our character episodes and our news episodes in particular, our main content is what I call, we always try to make those very evergreen and very uninfluenced by the exact moment in time we live. You know, This is a Carnage episode, not only for this year, but obviously the years going forward. That's our intention because Carnage is one of those characters. He's going to ebb and flow because he is a very swingy character in that way and the meta is right for him it's right or it's not right for him it's not right and what's cool about our what we try to do 
with our character episodes is just let you know everything we know about that character in lore and strategy, and then maybe some ways you can play them depending on whatever time you're listening, you could be listening to the carnage now. And you know, what's crazy, Chris is we were in the spider foes plan, which we started in December, by the way. <laughs> and we immediately got inundated with all this crazy news. We got news about runs. You know, what's funny about this is they're going to do it as, to us again in, Oh, three weeks. February or March or something. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get in the throes of our next of our next series and we're going to be digging our teeth in and loving every minute. Yeah. And they're, then they're going to be then they're going to introduce something like outside spaceships or something. I don't know. Well, they introduced Bring Galactus to the game or something. Oh, he's coming. I'm sure. I don't oh, know. I hope form, not. I hope whether not. it's a ultimate encounter or what Too much. But they introduced grunts and you listener probably know how Chris and I like to do news, news updates. We wait till we get all the information, then we do a news update altogether. So we did a news update on the Grunts, introduction of Nick Fury and the Shield affiliation, and the Shield Tactics cards. So we basically waited till all of it was together. So it all started showing up in February. We just compiled it all together. Meanwhile, Chris, I'm going to talk about this antidote while we're here. January is when we got Rogue and Gambit, and that's just a nuts thing to think about because as an X Men player, so wild. I just got Logan and an entire year passed between getting Rogue and Gambit to Logan. Yes. Models came out throughout the year. They were good in X-Men, but then none of them were X-Men. You know what I mean? So sure. it's like, it feels like we've had Rogue longer than a year in America. It, it absolutely does because we went through a time where she absolutely dominated the meta and then she just settled in. Yeah, maybe less dominating, more just people felt like they could just grab her off the shelf, which was That's a good what I, I, But what I meant by dominating was that she you saw her everywhere. I'm sorry, that was actually, a, you're correct. That was a poor choice of words on my, you saw her everywhere. I think, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You're saying that she was the primary four threat splash people just grabbed. She was, yes. It okay. went from Black yeah, yeah. Panther to her. Sure. And she settled into her spot now, which is good. She's she's a very good character. I, I will not say she's great. She's not a great four threat. She's a very good one. And she's got her spot. She's particularly good against high threat models. And that's yeah. always going to be useful. Yeah. And she's excellent in teams that give her more power. You know, oddly yes. not X-Men, but teams that give her more power, she is a force because when she has power, she can really light the world on fire. And that's pretty cool. Of course, we're learning Rogue. We're learning Gambit. We're just settling into playing Juggernaut because Juggernaut was brand new as well. Oof. And, you know, we get this news of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's crazy. And so immediately after this, we go into an After Dark preview where Chris and I recorded an After Dark episode where we built a dual affiliated, dual affiliated X-Force and X-Men roster for Chris. Not for me, not the person who's playing X-Men right now, but for Chris, which was cool. And this is taking it back, Chris, because I'm sure that you remember this. Now we're talking about it, but I had forgotten about this until I read oh. too, you know, and I remember we built you a really strong roster for yeah. the series finest league. Also should have put that in the patron Patreon bit earlier or NPR bit. Oh, you absolutely should have. Uh, but we're going to cover that more in the coming episode very soon. But you obviously get access to the Fury's Finest Discord League, which is another massive part of this, too, where we have these amazing players. And so Chris was like, well, I want to do something. I want to get back to X-Force like for real, because you really had never pursued X-Force all the way till this year. It had always just been a 
casual for fun, not actually thinking about it. I just want cable to shoot things. And uh, this and was this was the year that uh, I you know I mean we've talked about it a little bit. I I got a little more competitive in my play this year. Yep, and it started back in February March. It absolutely did, and I, the bug has really bitten me. And <laughs> loving tournaments, and you know, twenty twenty three is the year I try to qualify for the next LVO. Not not Perfect. guaranteeing it. Not saying I will, but I'm going to attempt. Not expecting to, but I'm expecting to have a great time and meet a lot of people. So it's going to be fun. Well, and it's it's just games that are. It's just more games. You exactly. can't beat more games, and you can't beat more games with that caliber of players. You know, with these qualifiers. It's true. We're very spoiled in our local meta. Tulsa has some yeah. actually players. incredible players that. Yeah, we do. It's kind of wild to think about, but uh, yeah, getting out of your meta is always good. Seeing different mm-hmm. play styles. Yes. Yes. Getting getting a taste of different local metas because every meta is going to be shaped by the top players and what they like to play. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, definitely like in ours, for instance, we just, it, with our play groups, we don't see much Thanos. For example, Thanos is perfectly capable of 100% dominating an whole, entire yeah. region or meta, an entire, I mean, honestly, an entire tournament, entire nationals, LVO, whatever. Like he's still incredible. And yeah, and I mean, so, still the best model in the game, probably. Right. And we, I we, say we, this, and I say this just in as, as an example, it's always good to get out there and play yes. against a different flavor and people that know how to pilot it well. It just opens your eyes to possibilities, gets you thinking in different ways, makes you a better player. All good points, Chris. And yeah, and your kind of journey this year started at this point because you, like you said, you were more settled in this year. You and I were talking about this off mic, but you were more settled in this year and you were ready to get more games in this year of any year you've ever played MCP. And I think this was the point it kind of started was February where we kind of built your TTS roster. You kind of refined it. We refined it on the air on this After Dark previews. And so this is an idea of what After Dark is like. And you played X-Force X-Men Flex for some time. That's something we talked about. And then there's a theme coming up here because we're going to cover some of the after darks too, but where it's like, we also talked about when you switched off this list, what you switched to, you know, that's something we covered aggressively in after dark, but moving on, we got back to our sinister six, our spider foes. We finished our spider foes series, which we're now going to have to return to Chris because Rhino. Oh, how exciting. And I mean, maybe Agent Venom too. We don't know yet. Yeah, we'll see where all these teams, where everybody's at. But we closed out the series with Green Goblin. That's Norman Osborn in March. Fun episode. I thought it was a good yep. one. Definitely very good. Uh, a very difficult character to encapsulize in lore and in strategy because he is he's two characters in strategy he's two straight up. Char- <laughs> and in lore, he's you yeah, know been yeah. around since the '60s. So. You know, we we talk about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's Green Goblin. He's Norman Osborn. He's modern era Cabal Norman Osborn. There's just very different versions. Let's be honest. Green Goblin and Hobgoblin both have some of the most ridiculous, like, histories in comics. Because they've been around so long. Yeah. They've been around so long and they've gotten a hold been gotten a hold of by writers that have just completely different ideas of what they're trying to do with them from the last writer. And it just it's it's just it just got topsy turvy and weird. It's funny, Chris. It's almost like for the record, we know nothing, but it's funny that we did Spider Foes and now we're gonna return to Spider Foes. And we did return 
we did return to Asgard and we're going to return to Asgard again this year. So thank we goodness. Immediately- all praise beta ray bill <laughs> bill yeah that's right what's up ghost bear that's right jeremy shout out the beta ray bill follower one of the two comic book characters i have permanently inked on my body is beta ray bill perfect the number's two i don't know if it's gonna increase i'm sure uh maybe well maybe. the other character is not in mcb yet so i'm very yeah. excited yeah, about beta yeah. ray bill coming i'm actually you know, I've started to put together, like started to assemble my Asgard affiliation pack. Mm, yeah. Getting them all together. Looking forward to doing. I'm excited real- to play Lost in Asgard this year. Yeah, I'm definitely going to bust out some Asgard uh, in preparation for Beta Ray Bill. Very excited about it. I I think he's, I hope he's going to be great. Love sure that character so much. And, you know, I'm excited to finally be able to get Angela on the table ever <laughs> since we recorded our Angela episode. I have just been gaga over her in MCP. And that's where we're at. Yeah. Here on this timeline is like, it's almost like I've done this a couple times and I'm a pretty decent podcaster. Cause that was an <laughs> excellent segue, but <laughs> yeah, Angela and Enchantress, we did both episodes. They were fun to do. Enchantress, I, the of Angela, course, was a shorter the Angela episode. episode was better because a just doesn't have just she just doesn't have the history yeah, in Marvel Angela. yet. No, I'm really proud of our Angela to episode two, Chris, because we had to cover Spawn. We had to cover an entirely an outside of Marvel thing here, and we did well. And to at that point in April of 2022, and I still think this to a degree today, mm-hmm. Angela still hasn't found her place in the game. The meta hasn't been right. She's come and gone or whatever. I mean, she's had spots. Don't get me wrong. I I just, I think she's way better than where she's been represented in the game. Her kit is absolutely nuts. I swear to you. She was a good character and she only got better with these multiple crises in the middle of the table, get away safely with her, things like that. But yeah, a favorite character of mine in the game to play. One of my favorite episodes we did. I, I'm really excited about the episodes we did this year because we did some really, really fun episodes. And I think, Angela, we really brought it with the lore because you and I both brought our spawn knowledge. And when we talked about, brought all the knowledge of Angela, and I brought my extreme love of Neil Gaiman <laughs> to that. I was like, it, it has a place. You know, it has a place. It this absolutely episode, does. He's not going to bring it out of left inc- field. You he's know? an incredible storyteller. storyteller. And then our history, both with Image Comics and what that looked like, and, and which we, we really encapsulated Angela in a in an hour, which was really hard to do. So I am proud of that one. But immediately after Angela, we covered my first qualifier of the year. I only went to three this year. And this was a Still qualifier. qualified for LVO. Incredible. <laughs> he didn't say it, folks. I did get mad at me. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. And, uh, these were three good ones to go to because I got a lot of points too um, for only going to three. But it's because the quality of players at these three I went to this year, the, the point system is based off of players you play and how well they do and how well you do. And so if these were the three to go, I'm very happy I got to go to these. But yeah, this was in Springfield, Missouri at Meta Games Unlimited. What a beautiful store. Cannot wait to go to this tournament next year with you. Uh, we got to stop in that store on our way back from Warfare Weekend. Beautiful store. Yeah. Shout out to Dennis, a dear friend of mine. Him and I pulled that old crazy, us both being dads and having busy lives and the whole like leave at four o'clock in the morning move, you know, and sign up for the tournament at 835, you know, is, is registration and round one is nine o'clock. That, that, that crazy boys. move. Yeah. Just driving, 
real fast, get there on time, and then Gotta drive back Gotta make that minis tournament, officer. You know how it goes. <laughs> and then drive back at night and keep each other awake by talking and caffeine. And uh, we both made it home. We're starting a new a new day when we made it home to Tulsa. But I did well at this tournament. Um, though my only loss was to Rob Coffey, who's an incredible X-Men player. And there's some irony there because I was playing Convocation. <laughs> a little bit. And uh, something we talk about going forward where it's like, you know, my only loss in this tournament was to an X-Men player who is a very high caliber X-Men player. And of course, as we know, I finally t- dig my toes into X-Men this year. So moving on, Chris, I, around the time of the Asgard and this tournament report, I also did a top four X-Men tournament report interview with Omnis. And this was, was great because it was Adepticon. If you haven't listened to this episode, go back. It's really fun. It's really good. I think Charles says his most listened to episode on his feed of all time. And I think because he's pretty good at stuff, he's good at X-Men and I'm just interviewing him and I'm interviewing him about his, his Adepticon experience and how he climbed to the top four with X-Men. And of course his flavor of X-Men at this tournament, very interesting X-Men gold, the original bones of gold, which now has changed, but then he had Corvus and Proxima for the double activation. Very and cool. Of course, Charles is not using them for attrition at all because it's Charles. He's using them to double activate, to double flip objectives and double pickup extracts. You and know? keep and keep uh, initiative. Yeah. Yeah. So an amazing, amazing tournament report from Omnis. And of course, he had his loss to Nate. Nate GG from the Gamers Guild. And Nate ends up taking this whole tournament. And this is how Nate got his qualified spot. One with Steve Avengers with Loki. That's super awesome. Yeah. But moving on, we started something really cool, Chris. Absolutely did. Big shout out to Dylan, Dr. D here. This is uh, May of 2022 is when all his idea. Yeah. Is the painting gallery with no name competition begins. Yeah. One of the absolute coolest things right up there with, with law talking guy with the patron leagues but both of you guys, incredible. Thank Patrick you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick and Dylan, so much. But this is when the painting gallery with no name starts. Very fun. Always bring in the energy, Dylan is. And uh, <laughs> fun episode. Yeah, Dylan coming on the podcast for the first time in the way of, of sharing this, but also like we also talked about how to build Shadowland Daredevil because I won Fury's Finest Secret Wars 2 at the same time with Convocation, and the finals was me and Dylan. Since we're talking about Dylan here, I have to say it was definitely rigged. It was definitely rigged. Yeah, Chris got that that Had thing to get in. it in there since Dylan wasn't here to do it himself. So our, our first league ended in December of 2021, and our second league ended in late April of 2022. What this was awesome, Chris. We've had three Secret War leagues this year, and we're going to cover them on this podcast. But the league just ended, and it was it was Dylan with none other than Shadowland Daredevil, who was new at the time, Kingpin, and Elektra in his list. Mm. And what do you know? He played Elektra all of his games, made it to the finals of Secret War Two. Unfortunately, Supreme Strange. He did Supreme Strange things. That happens, but. I think this is rad because Electra, I I have been saying it, I will be saying it, criminally <laughs> underused. Yes. Criminally undervalued. I understand she's she suffers from not being very good in her own affiliation. Or building power, which is just name of the game. That's yeah. that's why she absolutely crushes in some affiliations that help her with that little deficiency. 
just this is not an Electra episode, but no, we'll get to that later. Just just a big <laughs> shout out to Dylan for playing her and finding success with her. Very cool. Well, and shout out to Dylan because you know he's Doctor D, he's Double D, he's Daredevil, and of course he's a huge Daredevil and Electra fan. So the fact that he made it to the finals with his team and put on me was awesome and then we finished that league and then dylan came to chris and i with this idea of the painting gallery with no name so we started the painting gallery with no name the first one which is a a character that is a leader and of course we had insane results and we're going to cover more, more of that coming up but this was all dylan's idea and now dylan runs basically the hobby section of our discord and the painting galleries, which are now continuing onward forever, which is great. And uh, we're all more accountable now because of Dylan. So thank you for that, Dylan. Truth. But Chris, we got to move on. You and I started a mini Midnight Sun series, which is very exciting. We did a Blade episode, one of our most well-received episodes, because turns out everyone loves Eric Brooks. Because <laughs> he's awesome. And I'm really proud of this episode. It was, it was a tougher record. It was a tougher edit. Because we were trying to figure out what to cut from strategy, what I mean, what to cut from lore, what not to cut from lore, what to leave as strategy and stuff like that. Because Blade is not a point and click character in the game. Nope. It's not a point and click character in comics. In fact, we talked about it in the episode, and if you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. But he was revitalized, similar to how Luke Cage was revitalized from his original incarnation to the later success of the movies and other pop culture things. Well, and, yeah, I mean, you well, know, then he changed you had, direction a little bit. He had the revitalization, and then you had the success of the movie, which once again completely changed the character because, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't the Daywalker before the movie. The movie made him the Daywalker. You, you know, it's just what an awesome character. And Blade's awesome, awesome sculpt. That is one of the affiliations I have a desire to uh, yep. to get assembled and on the board, at least for fun and, and mostly to paint. It's an, it's an affiliation that both of you and I have a strong yearning towards for sure. And um, Oh, for sure, man. I well, think when, when, man thing, when we get, get man thing, it's it's I know, over. It's, it's over you know? for both of us. Yeah, it's, it's mostly I have to have them ready for man thing. Yeah. So now's the time to paint them up and get Bingo. them ready. Bingo. But Chris, that leads us to Fury's Finest 100. The episode so cool. I'm most proud of of any episode I've ever done of any podcast over the many Thank years. Thank you, of all the listeners, for allowing us to get to 100 episodes. Most podcasts never get there. I think we in the MCP kind of sphere are very blessed with a lot of good content creators. That's true. Seriously, there are tons of good content creators in this game, and we are very, very blessed. But that being said, thank you guys for picking us to, yes. to be one of the MCP podcasts you listen to. It, it absolutely means a lot. We know that there's a ton of good ones, and so it's just we would have never made it to 100 without you guys. So yeah, thank I'm you really so proud much. of our listeners, Chris, because it's like we were one of the first MCP podcasts and we haven't stopped. And I, the coolest thing to me is like our listeners have listened the whole time. I obviously people find us all the time, like new listeners, but if you're one of those early listeners, you're very special to us because you subbed early and you've been listening the whole time. And you've been on this journey of Chris and I, where it's like, we do talk about personal stuff on this podcast. We do talk about MCP as a whole outside of just the content of the episodes. And it's like, you're going on the journey of these years with us too. And that, so that means a lot to us. And um, as podcasters and content creators, we try to leave that for you to absorb, you know, and it's cool, Chris, because I was talking with Shadow Marvel on the Gamers Guild podcast. He was interviewing me this year and he was talking about how he got an 
into the game later, not late. He got into the game later after mutants had come out. So, Hey man, we said that on our, on that news episode, when they got, we said, Hey, get prepared. There's a lot of people going to be coming into the game now. And yeah. And he's one so of the better glad players in the game. He came in late 2020, early 2021. And he was like, I found you guys. I subbed. I just listened to the beginning to there. And he's like, wow, like the changes you guys had in your lives and the things you went through is all documented in that podcast. It's weird. And, and it's not nuts. to mention like how much better, I mean, just speaking for myself, how much, how much better we are at this. <laughs> well, of course. And that just comes with time. Gosh. And, and, you know, yeah, of course, of course you're going to be better on episode 100 than you were at episode one, but <laughs> the, the journey personally I have made with these lore Yes. Lore segments. I, I, I'm pretty, it's, it's a mixture of proud and embarrassment. Hey, it's all good. You know, you know that's what, what we do is consecrators. We let it all out there in the world for people to check out. And hey, uh, I'm, I'm letting it all out there right now. Yeah. You've come a long way, Chris. I'm really proud of you. And it's not that you were in a bad place. You were in an excellent place to begin with um, for someone who has very little podcast experience. I had, I had had no podcast experience going into I'm lucky that I had many years before this and many well, episodes. And I got shows. to draw on that from you. That helped me. That that helped me get a little bit better, a little bit but quicker. <laughs> finding our your Fury's finest cadence and quality has been something we've worked on every episode. And this has come to fruition at episode 100 we're talking about here. But I was just very floored by Shadow Marvel because it was like 2020 was a very traumatic year for me in a lot of ways and a lot of things that happened in my life. <laughs> yeah, and, dude. And they're all encapsulated in the podcast because we started in October of 2019 and we're still here and we'll keep this going. So if you ever want to listen back on those early episodes and be like, there was some stuff going on, craziest, most intense, traumatic stuff in my entire life. And I'm very happy that we're still here. We're still going. And I am most proud of episode 100, Chris, because you and I had a crazy idea. It was our longest notes ever. It was our longest record ever. It was by far our longest edit ever. I mean, it was like took it took the length of an edit of three or four episodes because I'm not gonna lie. When you gave me this idea, I was mad at you for like a day. Sounds it right. Took, I, I did those notes took me like three days. We were just working on notes. It was nuts. Um, to do our show, all of it for every character in one episode. That was the pitch I had. You know, <laughs> and, and that's we what we did. Freaking did it. <laughs> We did it. We did um, every character Marvel Christ Protocol in sixty seconds or less, and it was to that point. To that point, it was oh, it was roughly one hundred and ten characters at that point. Now that number's changed. We're roughly around the one thirty point. Well, uh, so I think, episodes, I think every hundred episodes, we should probably just recap every character. Okay, so since we're like our, we're at since our last hundredth episode, yeah, man, yeah, we'll do our best. And so, one of our most listened to episodes, which makes very makes me very happy because it's two hours and thirty minutes. You people are saints to listen that long. Chris and I typically don't like to do that, <laughs> but I did edit it to get it down to that point. But moving on, Chris, we started, we continued this Midnight Sun series, and we did Moon Knight. And it was a very fun episode to do Moon Knight. But then we got inundated with tons of news after Moon Knight. So, but it was just fun to do Moon Knight and um, talk about Mark Spector. Yes. Moon Knight's awesome. I mean, Moon Knight shows going on. The Moon Knight in MCP is a pretty good three threat. That's true. Moon Knight, the show, I really enjoyed. And that was a very fun episode to do. Moon Knight's one of my favorite characters. But Jesse, there was so much news. We had three news episodes back to back to back after yes. our moon night episode amg just absolutely the floodgates had the floodgates had opened and we tried to let the floodgates 
the extravaganza floodgates, which best time of the year in MCP. Yeah, honestly. So we got the information of Isn't cards for Black Swan and Supergiant. <laughs> New Black Order cards. Think about this, guys. Like this was Corvus leadership. This this episode June. came out in June. Early June, yeah. It feels like these characters have been around and on the table for forever to You're me. You're saying like minimum of a year and a half or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead I of mean, like... For a game that's only been around months. since 2019, yeah. Right. So we got that news. And then, of course, we got the news update of Mini Stravaganza of the Shield versus Hydra reveal, Malekith Scourge, Heimdall reveal... <laughs> And shortly after, Chris, we covered all of our Winter Guard news because Winter Guard were revealed. So we covered Crimson Dynamo, Red Guardian, Dark Star, and Ursa Major, their cards. And then we also covered the curveball that AMG gave us this year because they, they just blessed us this year with the Challenger format, the official tournament rules, the new banned and restricted lists, and tactic card rotations that happened at this time as well in late June. Crazy. It's been a crazy year because you got to think about Chris. This was the first update that happened tactic card wise, balance wise, changes wise. And then we had more coming in the year. The Malika changes, which, which will come later, the slight tweaks to things, and then the massive crisis card change. Absolutely awesome changes that we have lauded on this podcast multiple times and we will continue to do so but yeah one of my favorite parts of the year actually was the release of this movie i really enjoyed it (laughs) doctor this is uh, of course doctor strange and the multiverse of madness yep this is our we we reviewed this one (laughs) really loved this movie just thinking about reviewing it again makes me want to rewatch it. It's Sam Raimi just absolutely crushes this movie, gets absolutely insanely great performances out of everyone involved. I mean, there's a few quibbles here and there with the story and, and some motivations, but but everything outside of maybe what you might want to call Marvel restrictions is an absolute grand slam. Yeah. And Super cool. And and honestly, the special effects, I mean, they're when they're not practical, they look practical. And it's just yeah, and a, lot a joy to watch. Because it's Rami and he forced it, which is great. That right. zombie strange, practical. You know, get get Cumberbatch and eight hours of makeup. We'll, let's make it happen. Whatever. It's fine you know. with me, dude. I, I grew up watching Star Trek. That's what I expect. Yeah, I know. I know. But moving on for the year, I did a episode with Tim from one of our favorite networks, the professional casual network from wait, did I roll wild, a favorite Marvel crisis protocol podcast of mine and Chris is on the show and the fine individuals of the professional casual that now Dr. D is part of as well, that they cover every major event now for the year for us, which is great. Cool, man. So it's like, even if you can't go to these cons, at least you can watch their streams as they're kind of taking the brunt of flying with all this gear madness you know, all these cameras and mics and, and mixing boards like we all have to do. And then they are giving to the people the experience of being at these cons. And Tim came on the show, talked with me when Chris had an off week and we talked about him and the network covering Atlantic city open 2022. It's one that I'd like to make. It's, it's on Chris and I's short right. list of our top 10 for the year. But once again, like I say, top 10 for the year, it's just crazy. Now we're That's at that point with MCP where you could have 10 or more that you want to go to for sure. Right. I mean, there's 20, 30 plus easily. Right, Chris. But like this, 
you know, it's nuts. I'm not to be trusted around craps tables, just to be honest. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) it's good to know. Tim was a pleasure to have on the podcast, but of course, moving on, we had Dylan back on the podcast to talk about the winners of the spring season of the painting gallery with no name. That was man such a joy of an episode to record because we really just got to sit and talk about awesome paint jobs like i know we did awesome paint jobs on awesome models like i mean honestly so much fun and and just more of an excuse to hang out with dylan uh which is also always a joy it's all we need yeah seriously those those are absolute joys to record because Literally, the job is looking at you guys' bad-ass paint mm-hmm. jobs, and it's it's so cool. Yeah, this is really fun because, we're spoiler alert, we're going to do another one of these throughout the year of 2022, and this was the first one. This was the Spring League. John won it with his insane Captain America. It was awesome. Resculpt. That was an actual AMG Captain America. That wasn't all sculpt. He reposed the arm. He reposed the legs. He made that shield flying through the air with that resin. Wild yeah, that man. jungle base. Uh, Wild man incredible work and of course dylan announced the summer season theme and and the theme of the summer season was asgard so at this point onward we started doing our asgard painting gallery with no name you know competition and keep in mind if you want to vote on the painting gallery no name you have to be a patron of the discord but to participate in the painting gallery all you have to do is just follow dylan's link which is linked in all these episodes and just send in your work through the pictures to him and uh participate but moving on chris we closed out our mini stravaganza 2022 all the reveals it was a huge episode for us long episode two-hour episode and we just basically covered every single reveal at mini stravaganza which is just nuts it's just nuts i am so excited for mini stravaganza 2023 yeah, because of how much fun Mini Stravaganza 2022 and 2021 yes. and 2020 when they really kicked off became a big big deal in 2020. Yeah, and they did announce that though 2020 and 2021 they were like it was a double feature for the year. Sure, they did announce in 2022 onward it was going to be a singular event every year where they could focus all their efforts. So. I actually kind of prefer that. I mean, we maybe prefer it less as content creators, but I kind of prefer it more as a player and as I think it made the type sense. Of content creators, we are Chris. It made sense in that world in the twenty twenty yes lockdown world, lockdown world. But yes, uh, one big reveal, one big celebration slash roadmap. That's where we're at now. Yeah. Uh, yes, I as as a player of the game, I much preferred that. Okay. To yeah. yeah. Yes, but of course, we do a podcast. We always want stuff to talk about. So, yeah. But we're never hurting on this podcast. But That's true. They do have Star Wars lumped in with it now, too. So I completely understand them just like focusing all their efforts, all their marketing, all their work at one point in the year for all Star Wars and all Marvel content at AMG. But moving on, Chris, we had a really fun episode. I did a interview with Omnis that Omnis made me title the episode Storm's Finest. Let me change it. <laughs> From Fury's Finest to Storm's Finest, Lone Star Open 2022, the tournament that I didn't think I could go to, that I left Friday evening at 6 p.m. after my wife got home from work to watch the kid, and I got in the car, and I drove to Dallas, and I played the next morning super early, and I was commuting an hour outside of town every day because I was staying with family because I was on a small window to to be there and and a small budget to be there, but... 
It ended up being my favorite tournament of the year, not because I won. <laughs> I said this before, <laughs> but because of it kind of like the world was really kind of opening back up this year. And this yep. for me was the personal like, oh, the competitive player, Jesse, who plays stuff that he wants to play and does well with it. In the past, Star Wars is back because now we can go to these events and I can compete in them. And even if I don't do well, I'm going to Dallas and I'm going to compete. It's a six round tournament. We'll see how I do. And I am going six and oh, and I've been playing some of the best players in the world and they did not make it easy for me. Shout out to all those guys on the top cut day, which were insane. And, you know, I talk about in this episode, how I learned after I got my trophy that most of the players I played in the, in the tournament had already won a qualifier that year, <laughs> that year already, Chris, they'd already won a qualifier pre the late summer. And, they were just going to Lone Star Open to keep the iron sharpened, really. No better way, man. There's no better way. So it was maybe helpful at the time that I didn't know that. Obviously, I knew that when I was playing Mike, but some of the other players, I didn't know that. And of course, my fondest memories of this weekend, other than getting the LSO title for that year, it's the relationships that I formed in person as the world was opening back up again, getting to know Mike, getting to know Omnis in person really well. In fact, though we've been getting to be really good friends over the last several years over webcams and microphones, you know, but now we're hanging out in person. It's just, it's like a super cool, like full circle thing. And then getting to hang out with Sooner and Zach, that's Mandalorian Orange. Puyan was there. Dennis was there. Some other Tulsa friends of ours were there. And it was just a great, great time. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of quality time with a lot of good players and a lot of good hangs. And I always talk about that's the number one goal of these cons is good hangs number two so do well in the tournament and learn something you know and so i got both in spades in this tournament and i mentioned while we're here it's named sports storm's finest because i'm sorry we changed the name of the episode because i did take this tournament with x-men gold very similar to an experience i had with you recently yes snicked so logan says <laughs> Uh, but okay. moving on, Chris, so we, moving- we did something cool. I'm very proud of us for this. Look, this episode is this episode's cool. Maybe it's nuanced for the listeners, and and you can kind of see sneak behind the curtain, Chris and I, the way we design episodes, the way I try to make a roadmap for the year. We try to easily transition into new affiliations. So the way we did that was we did Doctor Voodoo, who is finishing our Midnight Sun series, but yep. we were starting Convocation. Starting. So it was like a Not double feature. Tough episode. Doctor Doctor Voodoo is once again similar. I, we talked about this heavy in the Luke Cage episode and the and the Blade episode. Yeah, and That's the, sort and of the like, Blade episode with a lot of these like kind of legacy African American characters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The lore, the history is convoluted, and then they typically have a revitalization. I mean, Voodoo went from Brother Voodoo to Doctor Voodoo, right? Right. Well, and he also came out of having some of the mo- like. Just, I think we talked about it in the episode. I don't we think did. I focused on it, but we did. We talked about it. Explained I mean, it. he's coming out of just being absolutely mischaracterized by it, like an out and out, no bones about it. I'm not being woke here, racist. You know, that had just written him as an absolute travesty of you know what he had been to that point. Somebody who hated Haitian people or something. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. just something. And man. He's, now he's come a long he's way, man. He's <laughs> now he's <awesome>. an Avenger. <laughs> it's so cool, and not only that, but he's being characterized properly and drawn very cool. And like, there's just so much visual interest cool. in yeah. his character, and there's so much 
interesting lore with his character. And not to mention that there's a lot of visual interest with his model in this game. The Atomic MCP model for Dr. Voodoo is freaking awesome. It's an epitome of AMG. They didn't have to give us those candles and skulls for his base, right? They could have just spat him floating on the base, right? But they love these characters like we do. And and Jericho Drum is, especially after doing this episode, Jesse, he is a character that just catapulted up my my personal power rankings. And uh, very, very thankful for that episode. And and not to mention, he's just a character. He's he had been vexing a lot of people to that point. So I think getting getting. The Fury's finest treatment. A, a Fury's finest tactics. The the Jesse tactics treatment uh, really probably helped people digest how to play against him a little bit better. I know it helped me. Well, I was saying the Chris treatment too, because our goal on this show is, of course, to make you enjoy all your models more and more through lore and strategy. And, you know, Voodoo is a character a lot of people didn't know until this game. So our goal is to get you an understanding of what he's like in lore and comics through Chris and then what it's like and play style and how to play with him, play against him and strategy. So I think our show is made for the Dr. Voodoo's and the Clea's of the world. And of course we did Clea right after this and it was a shorter episode, Chris, but one I'm very proud of because she's a very simple character. She's a character that's getting more life recently, but we kind of encapsulate yeah. everything that she does in lore and strategy really concisely and uh, we even cleaned up the edit cut more of it just to make it just really tight to what she does you know it's it's an episode that people listen to less than our other characters of course but i highly encourage you to listen to the some of these convocation episodes because these characters are really interesting in not only lore but the game she has an interesting history and if you're if you like dr strange it's very very worth diving into her history because she's uh, 100% part of his mythos. But speaking of his mythos and a character that <laughs> might sure. be a little bit more effective on the tabletop uh, at this moment in time is the ancient one. And a, right. a character that has a very interesting lore here too. Ancient one's been around for a while and ancient one is completely different in the MCU from the comics. But now that the MCU version has found some success, the comic version is kind of adapting that way. And so it's just, you know, a very interesting character in that Tilda Tilda, but well, she, she did, she did the thing and that's, that's for sure. Keep it on the good guy train. We did do something I love to do on our show, Chris, which we haven't done very many times at all, even up to this point in 2022, but we're going to continue in the future. We did a return to a classic character. We did our second Dr. Strange episode. That of course is Dr. Strange Supreme, which we like to call him on the show. That's Dr. Strange Sorcerer Supreme. And we do what we always do on these second episodes of these characters it's not a full lore rundown it's one singular story and then we do a deeper dive on their strategy that's typically how we do these second run of characters uh look at our agent widow episode for the same thing one of my favorite formats that we do so uh the deeper we go in this game and the more secondary versions of characters we get the the happier i will be for sure same because uh i really get to we get to talk more strategy on these and we also get to talk more lore on these on a singular focus all good things but moving on on our convocation series we closed out the series with an episode on mordo very much of the same which you talked about the ancient one character that has been shaped by the mcu but also pulls from the past the old mordo and we kind of talk about that in the episode we mainly focus on old mordo but obviously 
direction Mordo's going now is more of an MCU Mordo, but a great character in the game that's not going to leave. <laughs> he's an incredible. He's only get, he's only getting better every day. He gets better, honestly. Yeah. And I I know that the convocation boxes are are ones that not many players have really really. But he's Cabal, Chris. He's Cabal too. Uh, he is Cabal as well. You're right. Sorry, I don't know, man. He's going to be around. I'm just saying. It, it, it's not a bad idea to think about picking that box up. No, he's a great support piece and he helps your team out in just, a lot of ways. He makes that high threat character that much better. He yeah, makes sure Thanos. he makes sure that you get what you need out of that character as far as especially like characters like Malekith, you know, just making sure that you get, you know, those activations off. off the table yeah. and, and things like that. He very effective like that. I, I like him a lot. Well, talking about characters that he helps out, Chris, we did a really fun episode that I was looking forward to since the very early days of the show, but it did not make sense to do it when this character first came out because we needed more magic people surrounding this yes. character. It makes sense on our show, but it's Dormammu. We did an episode on Dormammu and his dark dimension. That's, of course, the dark dimension. And it was fun to do an episode where we kind of talked about the lore, not only of dark of Dormammu, but also the dark dimension, because the way Dormammu's leadership works is no matter what you build, you're being a dark dimension affiliation. So we thought that was a fun time to explore lore and strategy in a different way and talk about the dark dimension alongside the character. And we did that. And I'm really proud of that because not only did we talk about how to play Dormammu and strategy, but we talked about what makes up the dark dimension. How do you play dark dimension? What does it mean to make everyone as a guardian? Right in your power phase. I, I think that this episode is kind of where we started exploring, talking about characters in affiliation and 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 things like that. Just a, I think we started expanding more. a little bit more on that with this Dormammu episode well, we've because we've always done the affiliation bit. We'd, we'd, we'd always done it, but I think we expand. Yeah. We started getting bigger on Splashes. it and better because of Dormammu forced us to do it. And we found out that it's it's good to talk about. We found out that it, it, it actually makes a lot of sense to talk about. And it, it is really nice to throw in there. And so I have a fond memory for that from that episode. No, absolutely. It, it, had, it actually had a lasting effect on the show. On top of learning about Dormammu was just fun. He's a cool character. He's one of the coolest in the game for sure. He's not going away. Nope. And I'm thankful for that. Because we were a little bit worried about that when when he released. We still are, because there could be a model. I talked about in this very episode, on the Dormammu episode. I remember saying it, Chris, but it's like I stand by what I said, where it's like every time a new model comes out in the game, they could potentially go in like Steve or Dormammu, and they're strong. And even more so in Dormammu than Steve, because Dormammu, they're affiliated with him, right? So it's like, okay, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Just keep watch. But moving on, Chris, we did another news update episode. And this one's awesome because she kept gifting us with yeah. more news. But this and one has a cool tie-in to right now. This this of course is the episode where we kind of discussed and digested the Sentinel affiliation as a Sentinel whole yeah. cards as yeah. a whole. And this is kind of full circle to now because I just got my first games in with the Sentinel Prime. Oh, man. Of course, I was not playing the Sentinel affiliation, but I, I got two games in with Prime uh, recently, and... I told you you would not be disappointed. What an awesome character. I was steering Chris in the direction of foes with Prime. 
let's be fair here. It didn't take you. It didn't take much to get me down to the store buying that prime box. I had been looking for an excuse. Yeah. And you already liked the Sentinels. And then on yes. top of that, it's, it's your play style where I could see you playing. I could see you being someone who splashes prime in a lot of your list going forward. Absolutely. And let's be very clear. I think episode one, I talked about how excited I was for Sentinels hitting this game and the yeah. possibility of Sentinels hitting this game with the scale of the game and all of that, which you know, we're here 2019, we were not sure how that was going to go. No. So, and we didn't even have Dormammu yet, right? We didn't have a model. No, that big. we didn't. We, so the idea of Dormammu blew our minds when we, when we got him. Yes. So yes, but yeah, man, Sentinel prime is awesome. Very <laughs> yeah. fun to play. Very cool. Sculpt. Very, very cool. But after this episode, we're going to move into our, we're going to start with our criminals revisited criminals mm-hmm. V2 and right. starting with Shadowland daredevil and the hand. Once again, we were flexing our, what we could do this year. You know, we like did, getting- we, we, we challenged ourselves this year to find our limits and well, it's like dark dimension is a feature of dormammu the hand are a feature of shadow and daredevil so we were thinking well we got to do lore on those too and we did yeah but <laughs> this whole this whole mini series actually is oh yeah this is coming up really great episodes because look that hood episode is one of the ones i am the most proud of from this year absolutely but daredevil Electra. One of the bummers about the Daredevil, Shadowland Daredevil, is that he's so tied to the Shadowland comic event. And, and you this don't is love one it. of the few episodes I am just not an overly positive person about the source material because Shadowland just isn't that great. But the story and concept is excellent. And that's really yes. the spirit of the game, right? It's based around that, of course. Well, Shadowland Daredevil is very cool. So yeah. it's all yeah. good. <laughs> but I loved our Electra episode in particular. It was, it was one that was really fun Electra for me rules. To, to work on, to edit. It was one we kind of refined in a certain way because we we both really like Electra, and I, I wanted to make it right. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where we try really hard every episode on the show, Chris, because we know every we know every character is someone's favorite, and that's something we tout on the show. And it's like every character we give the same amount of attention. But you did talk about Hood. We did talk about Hood. We talked about all the facets of his character, his pros, his cons, his middle ground he kind of lives in, this tragic character of Hood. Highly recommend that episode if you haven't heard it, because Hood is a feature in this game. Is that going away? No, he's good. He's very good. But also during this time, we closed out the painting gallery with no name number two. The summer season as Guardian winners. Man, was this tough, Chris. Is you, me, Dr. D talking all these incredible Heimdall scourges, Thors, Valkyries, Hellas. The list continues, right? Everybody was just flexing with those Heimdalls. <laughs> those Heimdalls, man. Everybody's oh. flexing. The scourges, too, man. There was some clean scourge. I mean, oh my gosh. Some of the absolutely Beautiful paint jobs with some hard colors to paint. Just unbelievable. So check that episode out because that's when we introduce the next painting gallery, which is now fully underway and about to be done in a couple of weeks, which is, of course, a character with flight. So you still have time to make it in. I'm, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope I'm going to be able to get one in. A Sentinel is a character with flight. Uh, there's a lot of characters with flight. Yeah, there's a ton. It'll be, it'll be Black Swan. 
if I if I get it. Don't in, say it. Don't tell us what it is, Chris. It won't be Black Swan. It I'm, will I'm not. Muting that, bleeping that from the episode. You're okay. not because I've already br- I've already walked it back. Well, if it has to be Black Swan, everyone's going to be looking for it. So you better get it. It won't be. I'm changing. I've already changed it. No, it will not. I I'm serious. I know who it is. I'm looking at them right now, but I'm not telling you. I love it. Okay, but moving on, Chris. We had a fun kind of fall season to close out the year. We did our annual Halloween special. Man, this was probably my favorite Dude, episode of the year. Should this was very one. cool, but also just like shout out to the Disney Plus. The Disney Plus Halloween special was out of left field awesome. Michael Giacchino, that guy who's like, you know, I've been composing incredible scores the last decade. I just want to direct my first feature and knock it out of the park. And he did. It's out of nowhere. So cool. Makes Jack Russell an interesting character. What? Yeah, I was just talking with, with my wife about this film tonight and just how it's like one of the shining stars easily of 2022 for the MCU. Left field, shock, awe. Perfection, honestly. Like the only bad thing about it is that it was so short. And it's not typically an issue we have with the MCU. Usually things overstay their welcome. Right. And some things, in fact, this year did. So it's like to have something too short to make you want more, maybe that was in- the intention. But moving on, Chris, we had a fun closeout to the year. You and yeah. I and two of our local friends, of course, we talked about the episode, went to Warfare Weekend 2022 in St. Louis, Missouri, competed in the tournament. We all did very well, very well. We were in the top half by a lot of the tournament, and um, I competed in the team tournament. We talked about in the episode. I'll yeah. talk about that more in After Dark. I played a lot of MCP that weekend. Yeah. I think next Warfare Weekend, if there's a team tournament, I think I think we're doing it. If you're down for this, this many games, I'm all about it. <sighs> <laughs> then you're like, no, you did fun. have that excellent first day of chill that part of me was very jealous of. That's true. I had a great yeah, we weekend. We just got to roam the halls, hang I out just, in your room. I, just, I got to, I got to have fun, hang out in your and room, laugh and laugh with new friends. Man, it was great. Meanwhile, I'm you know playing a team tournament, and my round one is Mike. You know, so. <laughs> Hey, congratulations on your car ride. Uh, you now get to face Mike DeLuca. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you just got here. You and Mike are going to have a rematch from One Star Open. Let's go. In a weird team format where it's a kingpin mirror. It's so weird. <laughs> old legacy virus too, right? Old legacy virus. The last yeah, time I played got, old legacy got, virus. You got Hulk legacy virus. I am done with legacy virus. That was my last instance of it. I'm very happy with that. But moving on, yeah. Chris. We had a blast at Warfare Weekend. Absolutely. And we moved on to close out the year with kind of a hodgepodge of more criminals that we wanted to get to for some time on the show. We did cover Omega Red and Black Cat. Omega Red was a fun episode. Black Cat was a good episode. Omega Red is a fan favorite for a reason, uh, an episode I'm really proud of. You and I also did news updates on Blob and Pyro and how they're coming to the game, which is nuts. And they're already here. That's what's I know, wild about now. it. They're, yeah, this like, was just November, and now they're here. Yeah. Yeah, they're on my tray, like assembled and primed, you know? Like, yes. that's, that's crazy. But closing out the year after Omega Red and Black Cat and Blob and Pyro news... We did an emergency pod, and this is what I mean by we were no slack in December, Chris. We did five episodes in December, and then I did two to four guest episodes in December. So 
roughly, if you include my guest episodes on other podcasts, we had like eight or nine episodes in December, which is a crazy thing. Like I said, speed up, not slow down and give you guys something to listen to during the craziness of travel for the holidays, family time in the holidays, and you just want to get away. And some of you have been messaging, messaging us recently, which is awesome saying, hey, I'm just getting now caught up on the December episodes and I really appreciate you guys doing December stuff because most people took it off. And we started December, Chris, with Black Cat, and then we immediately went into an emergency pod a couple days after Black Cat. I love emergency <laughs> pods. I it love having to do emergency pods. Look, man, I'm at my best when we're in crisis, baby. It's great. It's a good episode. We covered every crisis card change. I'm still proud MG. of that one. I, I think I, I think I brought some some actual good tactic stuff in that episode that definitely. I, I was I was pretty happy with that. It was our most fast and furious edit yet. Uh, we were the first podcast to have an episode up about the crisis changes because I was I wanted to edit it to our normal level and I did. But I was also worried, like, let's just get this out there because people want to hear news. And But we we recorded early enough in the day that I could edit most of the day and then get it out in the later afternoon, which is what we ended up doing. It's it's great. It's just one hour of all the changes. So in the least, it's our gut reactions to this. But in, right. in the best, it's a one-hour iteration of all the changes that you can listen to, reference, hopefully try to get a feel on what they are because we don't know at this time we still don't know now we're still figuring it out yeah and it was just a fun emergency pod to do it was a double week on top of it was actually a triple quadruple week because i also did episodes on other podcasts and it just happened that way you know there was a week in december i recorded seven episodes in one week chris and that's never happened in my podcast career but it it happened mcp is blowing up brother it was completely unintentional i was recording with omnis two or three episodes i was recording two or three with us. I was recording on the danger room talking convocation. Great episode too. Loved you and Mike playing off each other with convocation. That was cool. That was actually really fun. And um, no, it was, it, it was awesome. Bounced each other out to. in good ways. Yeah. yeah and, I agree. Um, and it was cool because the last, the last time Mike and I played in a one V one was him playing convocation and me playing X-Men at Lone Star Open. So it was like this full circle. You know, I love all this full circle. Well, stuff, yeah, Chris. It's, 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 it's good to complete the circles. It is. And it's, it's very fun for the year as a whole, and which is what we're talking about right now. But closing out the year, we did some really fun episodes to close out the year. We're kind of in this. We're tidying up the loose ends we have around with some affiliations. Yeah, returning uh, to Avengers. And, and prepping for our next big dive of a series. Big dives coming up. Yeah. yeah it's, so yeah. 2023 is going to be fun. Avengers, which we've got some fun Avenger episodes coming up that are catching that up. But we close out the year with a Hulkbuster episode. So once again, Chris, a <laughs> secondary episode, which we love to do. And you get, we, we get to deep dive. And I said this in the episode. It was not the storyline I should have picked, but it's the storyline I wanted to pick. And I am not mad about it. I did the right thing. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's really so good cool. Really fun. And then, of course, we we did uh, my episode of X-Men Red. And um, man, what a year it's been. Blowing up. Blowing up in the meta right now, X-Men Red. And for good reason, Red Guardian just slots in with most teams. X-Men. Oh, yeah, most teams. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Yes. <laughs> great, cliff, great footnote there. Uh, with most teams, just obviously, he's an awesome three-threat character. But yeah. him adding him in with the mobility of X Men, adding him in with Storm's built-in, you know, cover. 
uh, yeah, just, yeah. Just all these things just makes him that much more tanky. Uh, he's it's just it's a match made in heaven, especially for where the game is at in this moment. Very, very, very cool. Great episode. Yeah, and then you add, uh, of course, the star of the show, Mister Lightning Red Skull. That's uh, Ugh. shout out to Jeremy. Who's Don't like talking most, about him, as you know. Jeremy Ghost Bear has played the most games, I think, of anyone against my X-Men Red at this point. He's been a very generous and great opponent. Jeremy has some choice words for Red Skull and X-Men. And I, and I echo them, every every bit of them. Uh, we can't but, repeat on the show because we, no, we have the- We're a family show. Family show. But, but being able to hop Red Skull up and double tap with him is just- so gross it's just absolutely yeah. insanely disgusting he's got a couple different bodyguards when you do it right it's his two weaknesses are action economy yep and he's fragile so if you get around his action economy with a hop and then you give him colossus and red guardian and he's got he's got just two people you have to burn through before you can get to him meanwhile he is just punching absolutely Death. punching through your entire team it's cool he's doing the kaioken times 10 and he's it's just neat. punching people into the ground and um yeah it's it's really cool list it's still very dice dependent but it's extremely fun and it, it grips me because of that how fun it is it's just really fun it's less consistent than my standard gold by a lot but still it's a fun list and we talked about that in the episode and the the success I've had with it, but also the success and um, things that Omnis did with it, which were different, you know, and, and shout out to Vodka Blitz, who's an excellent X-Men player who also played it as well. And the things that he learned from it as well. We talked about all that, but closing out the year, Chris, we closed out December with one of my favorite episodes we've done on the show. Cause it was, I don't know, like one of the most fun characters to play at MCP on top of a superstar of a character in the modern era of Marvel. hundred percent. Her yeah, name she's... is Miss Marvel, and Miss Khan is in the game, and she means business. And we did her on the show finally, finally. And I love show. the champions, dude. I like. I know you do. Talk about that in the episode a lot. Yeah. Look, the champions are awesome. Miles, Kamala. I, I mean, the others are great, but those two anchoring a team—that's just that is just good comic book writing. That's just fun the stories. Decor. That's yeah, yeah. And in, in so many. Those two characters, the heart of their characters get so many interesting stories mm-hmm. and you put them together and it's just great. I, I love the champions. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I hope we get them as an affiliation in this game one day. I truly, well, it's truly pretty fun do. Cause we, in our Miss Marvel episode, we also touched on not only her and the Avengers, but her and the Inhumans and what that means and her Inhuman lineage. And we're going to return to that very soon. Bummer. <laughs> I but do have to go. I do have to go buy Medusa, man. I, it's it's about time to put her on the table. Not a bummer there. One no, of the best she's good, the man. She's yeah. good. But it was just a fun way to close out the year and start our new year, which we've have a lot of plans of a lot of affiliations and a lot of tournament reports. Because this year, not only myself but Chris is also planning to go to more tournaments than we did last year. I went to three all LVO qualifiers last year. I went to Springfield. Lone Star Open and Warfare Weekend. We're hoping to increase that number this year to cover that on the show. We're also hoping to stick with our normal character format on top of our normal news format and After Dark. All the things we do on After Dark that are different and kind of left field. Some months we have two or three episodes, and that's kind of closing out this discussion, Chris, where 
we look back at the year, how much we did. This ended up being almost 50 episodes of the main show for the year, which is mind blowing. Pretty good. Pretty good. And then we also, on the Fury's Finest Discord, we did 15 to 16 episodes after dark. Depends on when you came in, if you came in late December, early January. But if you include late December, we did 17 after darks for the year. So that's more than there are months. Keeping up with folks that do this stuff for a living, man. That's, yeah. And we're creeping towards that. That's our goal. (laughs) But also our goal is just not to not stop and make this for you guys at home. So if those two can coincide, that's our goal. But it's, you know, we're getting to the point where we're like, oh, okay, we almost hit like maybe 70 episodes for the year, right? And stuff starts getting crazy i don't know it's it's a very um i feel like the discord also grew a lot this year and something you and i can talk about right now but it's like not only because we had more patrons come in but we had more games a lot participating yeah the game's bigger and people are talking more about the game we're having more discussions about the podcast episodes we're having more discussions about the after dark we're having more discussions about terrain hobbying tournaments like the list goes on right it's a good time to be an mcp it it just really is (laughs) It's it's only getting bigger, and I mean we experienced that at Warfare Weekend. I mean, you're I don't, saying, I just yeah, like I don't want to say too much because I don't want to be mean, but we MCP players were um, there were quite a few of us at a con that, that was not was, MCP, yeah, and that was not an MCP focused con. Well put, and that's all <laughs> I'm saying, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, well, Chris, closing out our 2022 discussion, this is something I want to talk about to make you and I feel good for all the work we did for the year, but also to kind of clue in the listeners about what the year was like, hinted at our Spotify rap for the year and all that, kind of how that went, which is very cool. Chris, we almost created 3,000 minutes of new content in the new year in Spotify, which That's is nuts. crazy. Our listeners were an average of the adventurer, which means it's a Spotify profile, but basically it just means that they're the type of listener that lists multiple types of podcasts, which is great. We're the top 5% most followed podcast on Spotify, which that blows my mind every time. 95th percentile is nuts. You got people like, you know, big boys, big boys on there, like uh, Dax with armchair expert. And of course, Joe Rogan and other podcasts, which are just clearly in that top 5%. And then somehow we're in there barely, <laughs> I'm assuming, but it's like, it's cool. Cause it's Spotify, which is a, a platform. Our podcast was also the top 15% most shared globally on Spotify. And that is a shout out to all you listeners where it's like, that's wild. That's the one I'm most proud of. And yeah, it's like, even if you're not a Spotify by- listener, which clearly this is taking in account that sure we are obviously a consistent podcast, which helps with all this, but it's like you listeners are sharing episodes. You're following episodes through our Facebook links and Twitter links. You're retweeting them or sending them other places. Wow. That means a lot. And, um, you know, we were listened to in like over 50 countries regularly, Chris, which is just a crazy thing. Wild. So it's like, even if you're not a patron, it's part of the discord you're listening and you're adding to all this. Right. And that's like number one, right? If you listen and you're, you're subbed and you share what more could be asked for, right? Chris? No, that's I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of insane. And we thank you guys because every year we grow. So that's, that's amazing. Cause I feel like we're, 
a decent sized podcast, but then every year you guys impress us with more numbers, more listens. And we try to match you with that by doing more episodes, more after darks, more discord content list continues. Right. So let's make this year even better than the last Chris. I'm, I'm most proud of our 2022 because we, we stretched ourselves as creators, but we all, we also tried fun content that went all over the place on top of being more involved in our social outlets, right? Like in person and on the discord and stuff. Right. So yeah. Being able to get out to Warfare Weekend for me, that was that was awesome. You got to see what I got to see back in like June, July, LSO, sure. right? Where it's like that, like, oh, the world's reopened and this is like we're in it now. Like this is this is what MCP is really about, right? Is these relationships, right? Truth. With the listeners, with the players, with the other content creators. I feel very privileged and humbled by all that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this new year we have, Chris. It's it's an insane one. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna get to play Beta Ray Bill. What more? I mean, if you and I just play Beta Ray Bill, that's probably enough. I, I will stay there. I get to play Jessica in Shield oh, and Web Warriors. I don't want to think about <laughs> what you're going to be doing with not just her, but Agent, Agent Venom. Venom too. Like, yeah. Gosh. Let's not forget Rhino. He's still in the background, just being. That's well. That's for me. That's my yeah. toy. Gosh, I'm he's just kidding. I'm, I'm Spider foes aren't just for me. <laughs> Everyone can play them. Furious Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Furious Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Furious Finest. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Furious Finest. Find us on Twitter at Furious Finest Cast. Email us at FuriousFinest at gmail.com with any inquiries, ideas, collaborations, and leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And please spread the word, rate, review, subscribe, like we've been saying all episode. Uh, Thank you. You guys are awesome. I don't know how many other ways I can say it. Love doing this show. Thank you. Absolutely. I echo all that from Chris. And um, if we could have made this episode longer, just thank you all of you, we would have. And I'm really happy we got to squeeze the thank yous we got to, you know, Um, patrons, you mean so much to us. You guys keep us going. I think Charles encapsulated really well on the X-Men Red episode recently where he was talking about that just certain weeks you're just tired and you want to rest. Yep. Uh, you don't want to record. don't want to edit for maybe twice or quadruple the time it takes to record. You don't want to write notes. You don't want to whatever, you know, um, you're just tired and, um, you guys keep us going because it keeps us focused and keeps us moving. Yeah. It inspires my play too. Like I play more and I play more focused because I want to give you guys the best input I can give you, you know, every episode we do. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of features all around, you know, and uh, Chris and I are going to expand that this year with uh, community building. And as Chris mentioned, we're going to talk about the after dark coming up, but it's like community building is a new feature of this that we're adding in. And I'm talking outside the discord, the few, the discord is going to grow more this year. That's hundred percent, but we're going to build communities and tournament stuff this year. That's our goal um, outside of all this. So absolutely. Every year we're pushing ourselves and, uh, the patrons help us do that. Not only mentally, but financially, you know, so that means a lot to us, but of course you can find Chris and I online with any questions, ideas, or just input on stuff. You can find me Jesse on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Aiken. 
of course, Jesse is just J-E-S-S-E. And Aiken has the E. It's E-A-K-I-N. <laughs> and of course, I'm on Longshanks as Jesse Aiken. Fury's Finest is my middle handle. Um, that's important because coming up, you're going to be listening to this episode and we're going to snap our fingers and LVO is going to be here. Ooh. And I'll be there and I'll be competing and I'll be meeting all of you. So if you see me on Longshanks on LVO or you see me in person, definitely reach out to me. And also, uh, you know, come on the Discord and talk with us. Uh, I'm always happy to look over lists and um, help in any way I can. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. You'll see me at events this year. Very exciting. Well, Chris, it's been a really exciting 2022. Now we're fully into 2023. And um, what an exciting month we have. All these releases coming out. And then LVO, we're going to see the meta maybe rocked in a heavy way by people playing at that. I mean, not to mention, just as soon as we're done processing this for the first time lvo and 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 all that and then we're going to see beta red bill's card we're going to start seeing what the new the new characters start looking like then they're just going to tell us the next eight that are going (laughs) to blow our mind and it's you know every every time time. no absolutely my mind's already blown by what amg has done and this is something you know i'll probably return to in news very soon but it's like the last several releases of four threats in particular have been out of this world. I mean, like they're dialed in right now. Sabretooth, Logan, Rhino, Agent Venom have all shot to the top of the four threats. I'm not even talking meta picks. I'm just talking design, mm-hmm. like fluctuation of their abilities, right? Like richness of the characters. So I think AMG like has really got it dialed in for this year. And this is just the beginning. Oh, I know they're going to, I think they're going to pour it on this year. Absolutely. Pour the sugar on. And, uh, you know, until next time, thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 